You're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. So the reading comes from 2 Kings, chapter 9, verse 30 to 37. When Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked out of the window. And as Jehu entered the gate, she said, Is it peace, you Zimri, murder of your master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? Two or three eunuchs looked out at him. He said, throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood splattered on the wall and on the horses, and they trampled on her. Then he went in and ate and drank. And he said, see now to this cursed woman and bury her, for she is the king's daughter. Sorry, it's too windy. But when they went to bury her, they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. When they came back and told him, he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant, Elijah the Tishbite. In the territory of Jezreel, the dogs shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel shall be as dung on the face of the field in the territory of Jezreel, so that no one can say, this is Jezebel. I'm going to invite Joe to come up and explain that passage to us. And, like, if you were a bunch of kids, I'd ask you to sit up the front. But um, enjoy. Enjoy our service today. Thank you, Natasha. Just give me a second. I'll get our uh, get the notes ready. I might also pray. I think uh, I think after a Bible reading like that, it is appropriate to pray and go, God, what should we do about that? <laughs> uh, so join me as I pray. Uh, thank you, God, that we get to come here today. Thanks that we get to meet, that we get to uh, read your Bible. We get to spend time together. God, I pray that you would help us through this obscure passage to understand more of who you are, understand what that means for us today. Um, God, I pray that you'd help us to be uh, encouraged and to um, yeah, understand more of you and also uh, think about who else we might need to tell about that. I pray that you'd be with me as I speak um, and that you'd be with us all as we listen for the next uh, 20 or 30 minutes. I pray these things in your name. Amen. So for those of you that uh, perhaps haven't been with City on a Hill in the last three or four weeks, uh, we've been going through a a sermon series on kings, kings of the Old Testament. Um, The big kind of picture that we've been looking at is how these kings, uh, some of them are good, some of them are bad, uh, some of them, but but all of them in some way, they point us to who Jesus is. and something about, you know, how Jesus is the bigger king, Jesus is the better king, Jesus is the king that we really need. We see, we can learn lessons from these kings, these human kings throughout uh, Israel, uh, that, that, that led Israel. 
But we also see how, you know, God stitches the Bible and his story together and how there's something in these kings that point us to how Jesus is the king that we really need. And so today we come to the king Jehu. Jehu uh, is quite a violent king, as you would have seen. And his story is pretty interesting. Um, how on earth are we going to be preaching this story today? This is ridiculous. This wait. is supposed to be a kid circus. <laughs> don't you think, don't you think, what, what, who is going, what's this? What's going what on here? Going, excuse me, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, this story, Joash, this story is crazy. It's crazy. How are we going to... It is, it is a bit. It is a, it is a crazy story, JJ. I didn't know that you were going to be visiting us today. Well, yes. Uh, I thought I uh, thought I'd come out and uh, and give you a hand because I, I don't know where don't know where don't know where Louis's gone. Like that bloke, he's gone and nicked off somewhere. But uh, I thought yeah, be, but I I'm here to hear what you have to say about this well, ridiculous bowl reading. Well, I'm glad that you're here, JJ. I reckon I need all the help that I can get preaching about this ridiculous Bible reading. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with it. Yeah, but you probably haven't met everyone here, JJ. So maybe you want to introduce yourself to everybody. Well, okay, yes. Uh, hi, everyone. Hi, uh, my name is JJ. And uh, look, Louie gave me that name. So... Uh, JJ, what does, J, what does JJ stand for? Well, well, hold on. Oh, that hurt. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that, that's all. Anyway, yeah, my name's JJ. Uh, that actually, it stands for uh, Joash Jr. <laughs> Joash Jr. Do you reckon when Joash was junior, he had hair like that? Do you reckon? I reckon Joash yeah. Jr.'s got, he, uh, he's got a lovely, lovely lots of hair. <laughs> and uh, But look, I haven't, um, haven't suffered most of the stress of the global pandemic. I think it was all the stress of work, trying to work with that bloke, Louis, through the global pandemic Mate, that may have led to some you, of that hair loss. You have no idea. No idea. <laughs> So, JJ, we do have this crazy story that we've just read where Jezebel gets turned into a hamburger, basically. But, but can you remember why this happened? What, um, what do you remember about last week? I think what happened last week, the context of what happened is really important. So, so we, I think you were here, maybe hiding somewhere, JJ. Well, but what, 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 what happened last week? Yes, yeah, so I, I, I was kind of here. Um, like I wasn't here in person, probably more in spirit, I guess. I was... Uh, being stitched together in my mother's room, uh, so you know that was that was good fun. But yeah, you know, I do. I had been doing a bit of reading. Uh, my gospel community. Well, this this story is after Ahab, right? Ahab. Yeah, that's right. That's Ahab. Yeah. So Ahab was Ahab. He was a good king, right? I think Ahab was pretty good. No, Ahab, right? no, 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 no. Ahab. He was stuffed, like like a little bit like me. Uh, he was stuffed. He'd done some bad things. Bad, 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 he was that bad. What did he do? What could he have done that was that bad? Well, he, well, look, he married this woman named Jezebel. Jezebel. Yeah, we heard, we heard about what happened to her. That wasn't real good. That didn't play out very well, did it? No, he, um, he set up these pagan altars. He was sacrificing children. He was doing all sorts of naughty, lewd things with his body yeah. yeah he was a bad dude he was bad you were right i was wrong he was not good he was a bad dude yeah but, but I, he did a good thing what did he do that was good he listened to god's prophet elijah when god warned him 
Yeah. I thought maybe, hey, JJ, we could read that part from last week. Oh, yes, please. That'd be really good. Just so, uh, just you know, just in case, we, you know, we, people need a bit of context, you know, yeah. I think that'd be good. Context is good, isn't it? Context helps, helps us understand and not misinterpret things. And this is an important passage that we shouldn't misinterpret. So I'm going to read from 1 Kings chapter 20. Uh, I might read a pretty solid chunk to make help it make sense. And Ahab said to Elijah, this is 1 Kings chapter, oh, chapter 21, verse 20, sorry. Ahab said to Elijah, Have you found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do what is evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring disaster upon you. I will utterly burn you up and I will cut off from Ahab every, every male, bond or free, in Israel. And I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. For the, for the anger to which you have provoked me, provoked me and because you have made Israel to sin. And of Jezebel, the Lord also said, the dogs shall eat Jezebel within the walls of Jezreel. Anyone belonging to Ahab who dies in the city, the dogs shall eat. And anyone of, of his who dies in the open country, the birds of the heavens shall eat. Because there was no one who sold himself to do what was evil in the sight of the Lord like Ahab, Ahab, whom Jezebel his wife incited. He acted very, very abominably in going after idols, as the Amorites had done, whom the Lord cast out before the people of Israel. And when Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes and he put sackcloth on his flesh and he fasted and lay in sackcloth and went about dejectedly. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Have you seen how Ahab has hum humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring the disaster in his days. But in his son's days, I will bring the disaster upon him. So, JJ, I remember last week when we looked at this, we, the, the big point that we that we kind of landed on was that nobody is too far gone yeah. for God to come yeah. and save and to help. Hey, like yeah. if anyone had done too much wrong that was beyond God's help, it was Ahab. He'd done all the things that he shouldn't have done. But he said, he, he like you said, he said sorry. He asked for forgiveness and God responded to that. No one is too far gone. Good news, good news. It is pretty good news, isn't it? Yeah. But so now we're up to the next part of the story. The next part of the story where if you were listening, you see that there is still punishment for sin. God doesn't say, oh, just don't worry about that anymore. He says, well, it just won't come right now. So this is the next part of the king's story, right? This is after Ahab. Yes, this is, this is the destruction part, right, that God said he was going to do. Yeah, this is the part that God said that he was going to do. Oh. Do you think, um, JJ, do you reckon we should kind of talk through the story? Do you think we should get some helpers to tell us tell the story again? Or do well, you... I, if I'm not help enough, I reckon, yes, more help is needed for this story because <laughs> it is bloody and gruesome and gross and, and mate, can you make it fun? Well, let's see. Let's see. I, re I reckon we'll get some more helpers. Hey, let's see. The kids at the 11 o'clock love this, but adults, hopefully you also enjoy it. Oh, the adults will love this, Joash. The adults will love it. Can I, uh, can I get a wave from some of the adults? Can I get a wave? <laughs> oh, they're, they're so, waving at me, Joash. Oh, look out, JJ. They're waving at me. 
Wait, so I brought some more helpers here, JJ. Well, yep. To help us tell this story. So I reckon... It's, it's, I'm a bit offended that you put some of my friends in a garbage bag. Yeah, well, I did. it's more like a Santa sack. Oh, okay, well, that's, you know, that's okay that's, then. That's, that's, good, that's yeah. very political. So we might have uh, the Incredible Hulk. I think maybe he can be Jehu. Oh, yes. <laughs> he looks a little bit like me without my shirt off. Oh, I don't know about that, JJ. I think we talked about, you know, gods of exercise and stuff last week. Oh, we did. Yes. Uh, We also have, uh, what's this dude's name? Evie from Pokemon. I think perhaps perhaps he can be the horse that Jehu rides on. Can I have a go afterwards? Can I ride the horse afterwards? Yeah, I think you can have a go. Whoa. And we have, uh, who do you think this might be? Jezebel? She's got a little crown and stuff. She's a good Jezebel. Yeah, Yeah, she's a pretty good Jezebel. Do you think she can sit up here? Oh, well, that's a, that's a bit like a tower, right? She was in a tower. Yeah, if, I, if I hold on to her... Well, be careful. Oh, sorted. And I reckon, JJ, you need another little helper up there. Oh. A eunuch. He looks a bit like a eunuch, this well, T-Rex. yeah, he's, uh, he's... He's not looking... Uh, I don't know what joke to say then. <laughs> I can only think of inappropriate yeah, jokes. that's right. <laughs> so, well, yes. So we've got some helpers with this crazy story. And so just in case we missed it from Natasha's Bible reading, what happened is the Hulk came riding in on Evie into town. Go, Jehu! Go, Jehu! <laughs> and Jehu, he rides along. He's coming along. And he gets to this big tower. He's looking for Jezebel. And Jezebel sees him. What does Jezebel say? Uh, she's like... Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. And uh, Jehu's like, hey, Jezebel, your time's up. Up there, who up there on that tower with Jezebel? Who's on my side? Who is on God's side? That's what Jehu, Hulky, Hulk yells out. So Hulk goes, who's on my side? Maybe he says that. Can I be one of the eunuchs, Josh? <laughs> you can be a eunuch, yeah. All who's right. on my side? If you, Whoever's on my side, throw her down. Yes, I'm on your side, Jehu. I'm on your, I, I don't want the eunuch part though, but yeah, I want to... Uh, 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 <laughs> take that, Jezebel! And uh, then a little bit later, Evie, or horses, come and just like full trample her till Whoa. she's till she's hamburger. Whoa. There's nothing left of her. Whoa! Whoa! That, um... What do you reckon about that story, JJ? That's, uh... That's a really hard one to preach for an intergen <laughs> service, Josh. What do you, what what questions when you come to a passage like that, JJ? Any passage in the Bible, what might be a good question to ask when we read something like that? That is a great question, Josh. In my gospel community, one of the first questions we ask about the context of the passage is, what does this teach me about God? Yeah, that's a good question. That is a really good question, and I reckon. There's a few things that this teaches us about God. And so the first thing that I want to talk about is in Romans chapter 6. Sorry, I don't... We had a bit of a crazy morning and I didn't even bring my Bible with all the things notated, so I've got to find all the passages. I won't make any appropriate, inappropriate jokes about a pastor and he's not being able to use the Bible. <laughs> so Romans 6... Verse 23, a number of you could probably tell me what it says. It says, The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
And so I think what we learn from this passage, one thing that we learn is God treats sin really seriously. So we learned about Ahab last week and the kind of the how bad he was. And we see this week in such graphic detail when we read the text and we see Hulk and Evie and uh, the T-Rex acted out, how serious sin is. Um, God shows us in this passage that he does deal with sin. Sometimes we may see injustice in the world. We see people do wrong things and we might think that it seems like it's okay. People get away with it. Maybe people even, uh, even grow and seem to further themselves through sin. But here we see that God does deal with sin. We also see that God keeps his promise to Ahab's family like we just, we just read. Because Je- Jezebel never said sorry, did she? Jezebel didn't say sorry. No, not like, not like Ahab. Just kept doing bad stuff. She did. She was, she was nasty. So I think that's one thing that it teaches us about God. But in gospel community, JJ, maybe you remember. Mm. That what, what's another good question that we can ask? Oh, 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 oh! Pick me, pick me, pick me! Oh, 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 pick me! Yeah. Oh, yeah. You already did. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> The other question that's really important in a book like this, any book really, because the Bible is the Jesus book, is I want to know what this story teaches me about Jesus. Yeah. What do I learn about Jesus in this story? What, what's going on there, Joe? Actually, you, you tell me, you tell me. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. What, are the te- what do we learn about God? What do we learn about Jesus? That's a no- another really good question. Jesus, we see when we read the Bible, and we're about to kind of remember at Christmas time, Jesus, he comes once as a baby. He comes to serve us to die in our place, and we'll look at that later. That's the first time that he comes. And I think often when we think about Jesus, we think about when he first came. We see this picture of him as a helpless baby in a manger coming to it as a man to our world and dying in our place. But he's actually coming again. He's coming and he's riding a horse this time, just like Jehu did, and he's coming to bring judgment. I want to read about that, actually, in Revelation chapter 19. This is when Jesus is coming the second time. And I think that this story of Jehu and Jezebel, I think it points us to when Jesus comes the next time. And so it's from, I want to read from Revelation 19, verse 11. It says, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that nobody knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword from which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's um, that's Jesus. 
That's, that's a picture of Jesus. That's very different to the Jesus in the manger. That is pretty different, don't that's you reckon? very different. Yeah. He's coming in a robe dipped in blood. That's not his blood. That's the blood of the people who have done wrong, that he's come and brought judgment. So he's on. like Jehu on spiritual steroids. That's like he makes the Hulk look like a little weedy dude. Yeah, you take where, where the Hulk guy can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Je- Jehu points us to this side of Jesus that I think that we don't often think about, that we don't often reflect on. Jesus is coming again, and he's just like Jehu did to Ahab's family for the wrong that came, the wrong that he did. He's coming to bring justice and judgment on anyone that he's done that's done wrong. He's coming to make the wrong right. God doesn't just look at wrong. He doesn't look at injustice and say that's okay. He comes and he makes it right. Whoa. So you're saying that just like Jehu came to judge Jezebel, Jesus will come and judge those of us that have not said sorry to God? Yeah. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Uh, Joe Ash, I don't know if this is a good time, but um, I've done some things that I don't know if I could, if I could be safe from Jesus' judgment. What, what do I need to do? Do you reckon you, do you mean you've done something that's not quite up to scratch, JJ? Well, look, I may look like an innocent puppet, <laughs> but deep down in my fluffy heart, there's some blackness that, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you're not the only one, JJ. The Bible, I reckon I've done some things once you grow up into JB instead of JJ that I'm not very proud of either. And the Bible actually says that all of us have sinned in Romans 3 and we fall short of the glory of God. But we're justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. Wow. So, so JJ, we've talked about and we see in this story when Jesus comes the second time. But he came a first time. He came a first time to, to take the punishment for our sin. JJ, do you know why he had to come the first time? The first time, the major time. The major time. Why the did ma- he have to come that time? Well, yeah, he came to rescue people from their sin. Yeah. Yeah, he came to die for sinners. Is that... <gasps> I think I get it. You get it? I think I get it. Tell me, he came to die yeah. for you? He came to die in my place. That's right, he so came... I don't have to be Jezebel. He was Jezebel for me. That's right. He lived the perfect Whoa. life. He came, he, he grew up, he was born in a manger, he lived the perfect life. And then he died the death, that he died Jezebel's death for us, for you, JJ, for all of us. That's amazing. So that we didn't have to. That's pretty cool, hey? Mm, mm. We see how in this passage, how serious God takes sin. And all of that wrath, that was poured out on Jesus when he came the first Whoa. time. God turned Jesus into the hamburger at the bottom of the tower for us so that we didn't have to be. That's amazing love. Isn't it amazing love? It's pretty cool. It's so cool. And I think sometimes the graphic nature that's kind of recorded in here, it shocks us. It's meant to shock us because we get a picture of how seriously God takes sin. But he didn't come just to judge it. He came to die in our place. Such amazing love that he shows for us. So what should we then 
do about this story, I think, is the next question. Maybe, oh. maybe does that happen in your gospel community, oh. JJ? Does, oh. does yes. whoever your leader is, do they ask that question? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. We, in that one, we talk about how the Holy Spirit helps us change and helps us live to honour God. So, yes, I, I already know what I want to do after hearing this, this passage today, Josh. I already know. You already know. I already know. Well, you better tell us well, that, JJ. Joe, this yeah. is good news. This is good news. Good news. Good and news. Do you, when, you, when you have good news, you don't want to tell anyone about that, do you, JJ? Something awesome happens, you just kind of want to sit at home on your own. Well, I thought this story was crazy. Now I know you're crazy. No, <laughs> I tell everyone the good news. Everyone gets good news. Hold Ever on. Hold on, my... <laughs> I just had an itch to scratch. <laughs> Look. I've got some friends that I don't want them to be Jezebel, Josh. Yeah. I want them to know that they too can be safe and start again with Jesus as yeah. king. Yeah. There's Elmo, there's <laughs> Kermit, uh, Ernie and Bert definitely need yeah. to hear this story. I don't know about Ernie and Bert. Hey, I reckon they might need, they so need some sus, serious Josh. repentance. So yeah. sus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like it, JJ. I think that that maybe maybe we might think that we're too far gone. Maybe that we think that you know that we are we're too far gone. That we've done too much. That that you know you might say or you might know people that say, "Oh, I couldn't go to church. I'd burn up." Mm. I have a number of people that when I talk about Jesus, that's what they say. But no one's too far gone. I think actually on the surf coast, JJ and all of us, maybe it's not just that we think that we're too far gone. We seem, we, we know people or we might think for ourselves that people don't really need God. There is no need. We've kind of got everything that we need here on the surf coast to the point that most of the time that we, that we have, we think about how we can best recreate. What trails can I run? What trails can I ride? What waves can I catch? They're kind of they're definitely first world problems that we're considering there. So many of the needs, the kind of physical day-to-day -day needs that we have here on the surf coast, we don't think about. Mm. But this story, I think it reminds us that it's that Jesus is coming again. We all have a need for his first, the first time that he comes so that we can be right with God. So, JJ, you first thought that this story was crazy when we read it for crazy. the first time. It is crazy. Still, it is still crazy. But yeah. after we've had this little discussion, mm. what do you think that you've learned? Is, have you been able to, do you think that you've learned something through our discussion today? Joash, I've learned so much. Thank you. I know that from this story, God, he takes sin very seriously. Very seriously. But he also takes us in such a way he, he loves us so much that he sent his son so that we wouldn't have to suffer for our sin and that is good news and you remind me there Joash that people need to know people need to know that there is a God that loves them and that wants to bring them home and to rescue them and save them and that's what I'll be doing this week. That's awesome JJ. I reckon maybe that's something that we can all think about the gospel jesus the first time is such good news in uh and we, we can think about who we can who we can tell in in two kings 
9.32, when Jehu kind of rides up, he yells out, hey, who is on my side? He speaks to the top of the tower and he said, who is on my side? And, you know, people respond up the top. I feel like God, Jesus, when he's coming too, he's given us the chance now. He says, who is on my side? Who will be on my side? Um, so that when he comes a second time, that we can be right with him. That's such good news. Um, yeah. Let's... Uh, yeah, so I'd encourage you to reflect on that, what that means for you personally, but also think about who you can tell that good news to. It's Christmas time, Christmas and Easter, but Christmas in particular, I think, is such a good time to invite people to church. It's where our whole kind of secular society considers, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's all geared around God coming to, to earth. And it is a great time to kind of engage and to invite people to participate and perhaps consider what that means. So I'd encourage you to do that in the coming month or so. And I hope that you too have uh, been able to get something out of what is perhaps one of the most violent passages in scripture. <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, let's pray and I'm not sure what we're going to do after that. I reckon I'll go find Louis. He's yeah, good. maybe you can find, go and get Louis J. Jack. Right, okay, bye yeah. everyone. All right, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. Uh, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for today. Thanks for your word. Thanks uh, for the stories that are in it, as obscure and as perhaps difficult to understand why they are there as they may be sometimes. Uh, thanks that it is your story. Thanks that everything is there for a reason and that we can learn something of your character, of who you are, and how we can respond to that uh, through, through this. God, I pray that um, something about this perhaps unconventional and unusual way of preaching today uh, helps us to remember something about this story that it might stick in a way that it otherwise wouldn't. Um, yeah, God, I, I, help you, I pray that you'd help us to have a real understanding of how significant sin is and how much we do need you in your first coming. Uh, God, I pray that we would all be right, uh, right with you. Thanks, thanks that we can be, and I pray that we all would be right with you before your second coming. God, I pray you'd help us uh, yeah, just to be encouraged by this and encouraged by your love for us that you made a way for us to be right with you by coming and dying in our place. I pray that you'd be with us uh, as we go from here. I pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.